Hey there, Aligned You listeners. This is Dr. M here and welcome to our Aligned and Thriving season and series of interviews. I am super pumped to be sharing a series of stories and interviews with some amazing humans, people, some who I've admired from a distance for a long period of time, others who I know personally and call dear, dear friends and feel very privileged to do so. This series is designed to actually dive deeper into what allows them to truly live an aligned you and aligned you life and to be thriving, whether that's in their work life, their home life or their play life and working out truly is there common themes or is everyone different and we really do all reach our full potential in our own unique way. Enjoy this season. I've had an absolute pleasure and joy recording it. I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to this week's Aligned and Thriving interview. I am super excited to have our next guest, Matt Omo, on the show. He's a leader in the sound healing movement in Australia with over 20 years, that's right, 20 years of experience working with a variety of sound healing techniques, spiritual psychology, breathwork, shamanic and intuitive practices. And he bridges cultures and traditions from around the world to help empower people to live their life to their full potential. How freaking cool is that? It's Matt's passion to demystify the healing power of sound, making this wisdom accessible to the modern day lifestyle through practical processes that are effective and impactful at reducing stress, relieving anxiety, building resilience, and allowing for a more harmonious way of living. I've had the pleasure of experiencing Matt in action. I actually met him a couple of years ago now at one of our Ziva Life Collective retreats. The session was phenomenal. I got to go to another one in Sydney again, and I am so pleased, Matt, to welcome you to Aligned You. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm pleased. Now, you've got an interesting background because I wanted to, before we get into what you do now, which you've been doing for a long time, I I noticed on your website, and I've heard you tell the story before, that you were a bit of a rat bag when you were little. So how... (laughs) We're going to go so, there, are we? Oh yeah, we're going straight to rat bag. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go awesome. from rat bag to, to sound healing genius. Because so, that's a journey in itself, right? And part of the premise of yeah. the Aligned You podcast, um, and particularly the interview series, is talking to people of all different walks of life. How did you end up doing what you do now, given you love it so much? But a lot of people that uh, perhaps are listening to the podcast might not be sure how they can traverse from being a rat bag to somebody who has works in the mystical powers of sound healing. I want to know more about that journey. So tell me about what it was like. Where, where did you grow up and, and what were you doing when you were being a rat bag? <laughs> um, yeah, I love, I love how you just encapsulated that into like three sentences. Because um, <laughs> for me, obviously, it was a lifetime journey. So, um, and I, as you were talking, I just, I just went back to um, this morning in the shower. I had this, um, this, you know, little glimpse of genius, I thought, of... Um, a phrase it says and I, I was thinking to myself wow the the greatest challenges in my life is have created the most opportunity mm-hmm. and um and i kind of sat with that when that landed in my mind this in the shower where all good things happen right in the shower mm, absolutely um, <laughs> i had and, one of those moments earlier with a bolt of genius too i often yeah. get in there if i'm struggling with my thought process <laughs> that's it there's just something about that space so um it's good and um yeah and and it, it's it's kind of the what has happened for me in my life it was it was through different challenges that kind of pushed me out of this rebellious um defiant uh child mindset and into um what was calling me all along and i i think 
the way that I was I, to, to answer your question from from the get go. I, I grew up in northern Indiana, um, so in the middle of America, and um, a lot of the work that I do now back then definitely was not embraced in in, in any manner. And it was um, you know to be creative and artistic as a a man in middle America back in the eighties is probably um, pretty dangerous in ways, you mm. know, and because um, uh, it wasn't seen as manly, you know, and, and masculine. And so um, I wasn't, you know, my parents were really open and they supported me in a lot of different um, endeavors and things. And my dad actually exposed me to a lot of personal development because I was such a rat bag, as you put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was it was his uh, final um, last ditch effort in punishing me was to um, put me, uh, confine me to my bedroom. He says, you got to stay in your room and listen to these uh, personal development um, cassettes about, um, you know, how to power positive thinking or different things about Wayne Dyer or Chopra or uh, Dennis Whiteley or um, Earl Nightingale, like all these different things. And, you know, it's most of these, these older men that just had these monotonous voices and it was the most painful thing for a young boy to actually endure. And so I would sit in my room and he says, you're not coming out to you give a report on this stuff. And, and so over time, it, it actually was, you know, such a great gift because I, as much as I hated it to begin with, it became something that I started to enjoy. And then I would ask him for the next tape series that was coming in every month or so. And um, so that was kind of my introduction into this. So I had kind of an inclining to this work before I, I hit my teenage years, you know, and then that's when the real rebellious part of me came out. And that's when I kind of shut down a lot of my basically the creative part of me was because I, I find that I was very sensitive and um, quite intuitive, in fact, and, and there wasn't a language for that back then um, in my world. And so I pushed it away and to try and fit in as we all do. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's where the rebellious came in. That's where the rat bag came in. And it wasn't until um, I fast forward to my twenties in university and my mom died suddenly. And, um, and in that, death i think that was almost like another rebirth for me um so she i always say that she she gave me physical life and then in her death she um gave me my spiritual life um because i was um i had like a dream slash vision kind of experience with her after she had died and she um exposed me to this realm of uh consciousness where i heard sounds and saw colors and shapes that were beyond the 3d and confines and the the you know the the bandwidth that we see with our eyes here with our ears and, and experience in this this world so um and she was there and so that that to me was like whoa what's that and it, it piqued my curiosity and so from that vision onward i started to explore more in depth the meditation um spirituality shamanic work you name it i was like going in after it and it was basically because i wanted to reconnect with my mom and mm -hmm. um and so that was kind of my journey and through all that then that led me to understand um through uh whether practical experiences or um you know philosophy or, or what have you whatever i was reading or exploring um that everything is actually vibration is sound and it actually i think probably saved me and allowed me to reconnect with myself and the part of myself that i was pushing behind this defiant um uh re rebellious kind of persona so mm. it was it was through that and then you know i could you know talk for days about the different things that happened on that <laughs> oh, oh, oh we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> we're definitely going to dive more into a into a few different aspects what were you studying at university when your mom passed computer engineering 
Oh, so something really spiritual. Yeah, so <laughs> deeply spiritual and like creative. It was insane. How, how did you end up in engineering? No wonder you were being a rat bag and defiant. Give it, given what you're well, doing. Well, I now. think that's part of the problem too. Is I I I was fairly um, book smart as a kid, mm. and so um, you're good with math and science. Go get an engineering degree, and you can take that pretty much anywhere. Was the philosophy? So that's how I ended up there. And, and did uh, you work in engineering for a while before you went full time into yeah? Yeah. yeah how yeah. long did you I, how long did you do that for before I, you you finally truly listened to the calling? Well, it's kind of you know this is the cool thing is that um, I screwed around so much in university that my grades were not the best, and so I didn't land the first you know big jobs that I wanted to land that all the eight plus students you know got, um, which ended me up um, taking a journey across country to to California, and mm -hmm. um, and I ended up over a few months of exploring and trying to find a, a job out of university with bad grades, um, <laughs> uh, working for a, for a small company. And um, we were doing point, designing point of sale systems. So those automated point of sale systems that you now see all over the planet where you don't have yeah. to have a cashier. Um, the, that the was you. Well, the initial ones, I mean, they've, they've well evolved since what I was doing, you know, 20 years ago, but um, yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. And, and the funny thing about that is that it, took me to California, which opened doors to many creative endeavors and, and um, all sorts of people. <laughs> it's cool. Things don't happen by accident, right? Even, no, even, bad, even, even bad grades and bad marks. They, they, they put right. us on a, a journey that we otherwise might not have been on. 100%. How long was it in, uh, how long were you working in, in that industry then? Were Five you doing years. some stuff on the side as well? Or did you wait and you put a, a, a full stop on the end of your engineering? No, it took me about six months to realize this was not for me. So, yeah. and, and <laughs> another four and a half years to get around to this it. This is right, four and a half years <laughs> to get around. And I actually needed another kick, another challenge, because I got made redundant from that job ah. uh, around two, 2000 or so when the, um, the dot com stuff started crashing and everything. So, um, yeah, it was, it, I was exploring other things. I was uh, actually, what, what happened, I became an expert at, um, making it seem like I was there working and being there at the most, the least amount of time. So I'd come in a little bit early before everyone else. And I'd act like I was there for hours. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd take an early lunch and that lunch would snowball into about a two hour experience where I'm up in the mountains of Santa Monica, playing my guitar to the Eagles and whatnot. And just, you know, just having a, having some connection with nature. And then I, I'd meander back down to the office and do about a couple hours and be like, Oh yeah, I've been here since 4 30 this morning so I, I need to go home you know and and then i go surf in the ocean or, or i'd go off to my um acting class or <laughs> well, you know whatever creative pursuit i wanted to explore so, that that's yeah. hysterical that, yeah. this is clearly pre uh, snapchat and insta story days when you could oh. get away with stuff like that a little more that's right that's right this is yeah this is um grassroots yeah yeah i love it i love it so you're in california you've got made redundant uh how the hell mm. did you end up in australia there's obviously a, a, a loop and an arc that, uh, that got you over to Oz. Yeah, well, when I was in university, I actually um, did an exchange program where I had a semester of, of school here in Australia, oh, wow. uh, in Sydney. I went to um, UNSW for a semester. And um, yeah, they, um, it was fantastic. And I just fell in love with Sydney. And I vowed, it was in 94, and I yeah. vowed that I would, I would return at some point. And so when I was getting anxious in my, well, it's a longer journey than that. I mean, I went, 
I went from computers into massage work because I had an interest in medicine. And then from that, I was um, manager of uh, one of the largest day spas in Los Angeles for some oh, wow. time. And then that kind of got old and, um, and stagnant. And I was like, I need to see the world. I need to get out. And within that, that longing, that desire to, you know, find myself and give back and, and help instead of, you know, create um, luxurious um, massage experiences, pampering experiences for the um, extremely wealthy. Um, I thought, well, let me work in Australia there at some point. And, um, and in that interest, I, I met a girl. So as you do, and, um, and that kind of landed me here for, for a bit. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And is, is the girl still around? Oh, she's around, just not in my in relationship with me. In in relationship with you, she she no. bought you here, and then and then not the same one. Well, that's I right. Mean, she, it, <laughs> she she served her purpose. That's right, bringing bringing me here and, and and bringing two beautiful children into the world. So oh, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. And yeah. so I'd love to know more about why you chose. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you had the vision with your mum that everything is sound, and you started seeing things in a different dimension from colors and vibration. What then took you to the next stage of actually putting that into action in your, in probably in your own daily life, but then also making an experience for other people as well? Well, I, to, to be honest, it was a survival thing because when I came mm -hmm. here from the States, I didn't have work rights. So um, my fallback was that I had trained in massage therapy and I was able to, um, you know, a little cash in hand kind of work and, and, um, started expanding on that more once again. So mm. um, when I had done it in LA, it started to open doors to my intuition and I was toning into people's bodies, just, you know, vowel sounds and their muscles would relax. And um, so it, it was starting to speak to me then. Um, I just hadn't pieced together everything and had enough life experience at that point um, to actually create what I do now I've always had an inclining to want to help people and, and to support people to be the best that they can um, me included you know and I think that's probably the basis of it is I was looking for myself I was you know on a soul-searching journey to connect to my mom and and also to who I am in that realm as well the, the greater version of myself beyond you know all this it's always the the uh, the big question isn't it who am I so that, that search for me was leading me through these spiritual um, gatherings and, and, and modalities and training. And, um, and then over time, I was like, well, you know, I can, I can take the massage work and add a bit of sound in there and, um, and give people even deeper experience and then throw some breath work in. And it was just kind of the things that worked with me and, and helped me to stay sane and, and on track in my life and, and um, not in some hole of despair. Um, I felt like I could share that with other people and, um, and over time it, it just snowballed. So I guess I think there's, there's probably a desire in there somewhere and, and, a, and a drive to, you know, make something of myself. And, and, and also I think that there, on another level, there's something more divine, more, um, more expansive than what our egoic mind can, can understand that's guiding us, that's leading us. And, um, and I think a lot of times people get caught up in, well, what is that? What is what is that for me? And what is my purpose? And and it wasn't until I started to surrender to this knowing in me that um, the the purpose of our life is actually to express that which inspires us fully, and that's as simple as it gets. And and if we just do that, then things start to reveal themselves. And I, I think that's what I found for me. It's like. Um, 
you know, looking back, I can see why I spent time in Los Angeles and explored the arts there and um, did massage work and like everything just kind of came together at one point when I started to just play and have some fun. And out of that was birthed this soul vibing process that I do that really resonates with people and, and the work that I do now. So, um, yeah. How, um, I want to ask a question about 2020, because when I met you a couple of years ago, the majority mm. of your work was in groups live in person. So obviously at the start of 2020, when Rona hit and a lot of live events had to stop very suddenly, how much did your computer engineering actually help to be able to pivot hard online? <laughs> Good question. Um and were yeah, you grateful I, for it? <laughs> well, While yeah. all the Luddites were going, shit, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah, well, computers have changed quite a bit from, from then, but um, I, I felt very, I've always felt very comfortable on, on technology. So, yeah, to have that um, in my back pocket was, was beautiful. And, um, and, yeah, we just spun everything online. I was, um, I was blown away at the, the capacity we had to reach people. And, and again another challenge and more opportunity right um because when i was doing the business as you say you know live and in person um it was um i could only reach a certain amount of people you know i could mm -hmm. reach whoever was in that room and sometimes that was you know 15 20 sometimes it was a few hundred but online very quickly um you know once the technology met me and um was able to create the layers of sound that I do, I was able to reach hundreds of people around the world just from my backyard. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is the way forward. So none of that would have happened if, um, if we didn't have this, um, you know, pandemic. Mm, it's so it's so interesting. And, and everyone that I've spoken to through the series, which when I did the first Aligned, Aligned and Thriving series, I think the first interview I had, had I did in that series was pre- the pandemic and then everything else was post and and it's I always find it fascinating talking to people that are, are really aligned with their work is that realistically whilst the pandemic threw things sideways and certainly gave everybody a bit of a shove in in various directions everybody hit the ground running and made the best of the situation that was at hand yeah absolutely um it's just it just started raining here hopefully that Rain sound is not too much on the. Um, I I just thought there. you were working in some. Uh, no, we're we're fine. I just <laughs> thought you were working in some sound healing in the background. It's actually <laughs> where I am too. Yeah, no, so. the mics pick it up quite a lot. That's one of the challenges I found with being on technology and having all these microphones and things wide open. But I've got all no, the filters on now. But no, it's it's all good because any, any of the aligned you listeners will just have that moment where it's like lying in bed where you can hear the rain. So hope, <laughs> hopefully they're not driving and it's not putting them to sleep at this particular moment. So That's in terms exactly. of now moving forward in 20, 2021, I know you've got live events that you, you collaborate with a couple of people um, with. Is your idea moving forward that you're going to stay in, in a hybrid model where you're online sometimes and, and live other occasions what's your preference yeah look obviously um there's benefits to both um i our our model that we were moving towards because because it was exhausting for me to do all these one-off events um all around australia and um mm. and because you were traveling and, quite a lot oh mate it was insane yeah i was um you know one month I went down to Melbourne and the next month I'm up to Brisbane, you know, so it's, mm. um, you know, 
16 hours of driving each way um, every month. And, um, and then all the little drives in, in between. So it was, it was quite hectic. And it's not like I, I travel lightly either. I've got all mm-hmm. my sound gear. I, I usually curse my um, gear when I'm pulling it out of my van and say, why couldn't I just be an energy healer? <laughs> You know, so so folks that are listening, Elijah listeners, when you picture Matt's setup and you have to check his stuff out online, but it's it's not a small sound bowl. Like he's got his did you do with him? He's got speakers with him. He's got massive. He's got so much equipment with him. He he does not travel light. That's that's for sure. Yes, that's that that is right. So um, yeah, but it's and and it wasn't working. You know, I was just burning myself out, and so Mm. that that's when I was like, well, we got to do bigger events less frequently. Um, and to make it worthwhile to set up all this gear. And that's where we started to lean into retreats. And the retreats mm. were, were popping, as you know, doing your retreats. Mm. It's like it's such a beautiful container to take people away from all the distractions and really immerse them into some significant experiences. And, and so that was the model until COVID hit. And, mm. um, and we were on our way to Portugal like three weeks before everything shut down here in Australia wow. um, to do our first international retreat. And... Um, and that just landed on its face, uh, along with like four other retreats that were scheduled. So, um, yeah, we quickly went into <laughs> the universal <laughs> slap in that. There it <laughs> the is. Like, oh, ass. you think you know what you're doing, right? No. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's your ass feeling on the ground right now? <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. So, yeah. Hence, why we need all this work—the uh, meditation, the sound—because then that allows me um, to to find that inner peace, to find that balance and then to open into that creative resource of, well, what's next? What, what is calling me forward? And, um, and in that we, we had visioned, you know, um, basically this year to start it, which we rolled it forward a year to start an online coaching program. And in essence, what it, what we envisioned it to be was a, a retreat in your own home that you can, mm. you know, we can, cause people would come for, however long the retreat, four days, six days, whatever, and have incredible experiences. And then obviously we drop them back into their lives and they're met with the same environment that put them in the situation to begin with. And then they have to, you know, rise above that and utilize mm-hmm. the tools that we taught them in four or six days or whatever to, to move past that. And we find that people fall on their face as we all do, right? And so it's, it's nice to have support afterwards. And so we were creating different, online experiences for our retreat attendees that they could get lean into our support and in our processes from their home and so that was how the group coaching was birthed and and now we've got a solid program where we um we offer all this amazing experiences online and in a community of people that can support one another um ongoing so it's kind of taken that retreat and expanded it out so and then also the people that can't reach the retreat sites, like that gives them an opportunity to lean into the work and to open into it. Um, so it opens doors for them as well. So it's definitely a hybrid approach that we're looking at moving forward is that, you know, we've got the live events and the retreats where they can come in and have these, you know, reboots basically. And then there's the ongoing online platform where we can continue to support and, and, and make the, everyday changes that we need to make because you know i don't i don't think anybody all of a sudden wakes up and then their whole life is transformed i think it's a a progression of a consistent vigilant practice that allows for these you know like like we're talking about earlier these little insights to land in the shower 
And, Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's that uh, it's we're we're always choosing to evolve or repeat, right? And there's yeah. it's funny actually. It's it's where the beauty of and I'm sh- perhaps you find this with the retreats that you're running. If you've got return attendees and and people that are following your work on a regular basis, is it's always interesting when people return back to the retreat and they've implemented so much, but there's still so many aha moments. We, we don't, but you literally could deliver the same information every year over and over. And you'd yeah. take away something different each time because you're layering in or you're hearing that, that, that piece that you needed in that moment that might not have landed a year before or a year later, you needed it in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all, you know, your point of reference and the lens that you're looking at life through. Which, yeah. you know, as you do this work, as you know, it, it starts to open and, and transform. And when that lens changes, then we actually see the wisdom and, <laughs> and the possibility that's been under our nose all along. It's so cool when that happens. I, lo- I love those moments. They're the moments I say thank you very much for, for the most. Have you found yeah. over the last 12 months that your audience has changed? Do you find that different people are now looking for, for work that, Let's face it, the mainstream might think there's a bit Coco Loco and out there. Are you finding that more people are looking for the Coco Loco out there work? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another beautiful thing about this pandemic is, you know, it's, it's highlighted some of the um, fractures in our, in our Western model and um, dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, depression, um, and dealing with, um, you know, physical um, challenges. And, um, and all these things can be um, approached from a totally different model and um, that's been used for, for millennia, right? Mm. And for some reason, we've, we've divorced ourselves from that. And I think that in these places of, of struggle and challenge and people, are, you know, they're desperate for change. They're desperate for release and for um, relief and, um, you know, trying to find that inner peace that, that wasn't there. And, and there are also a lot of, a lot of us have been um, <laughs> confronted by ourselves, haven't we? Oh, yes. And, um, <laughs> so it's, um, it's funny because I was just thinking of, I, I did a session out in the Blue Mountains um, a few weeks ago and um, that's about, what, two hours from Sydney. So it's, it's away from all the, the city chatter and everything. And then I was sitting in the room and I just had a moment like, oh my gosh, it's so quiet. <laughs> you know and in that quiet it became a bit unnerving i'm like oh what am i going to do with myself now like there's there's no distractions and um and as i just you know had to breathe out and really acknowledge how how um how revved up and how tied up i was to the pace of things and in the hectic stressful environment that we tend to perpetuate in our in our modern world and um and avoiding myself and you Mm. know and if, if we do that, that's when all the, you know, imbalances and ailments come in is, is when we're misaligned from the, the voice, the inner voice that's wanting to speak to us all the time saying, hey, you got a bit of tension in your shoulder. Maybe you should let that go. Or uh, there's a little bit of motion there. Maybe you want to feel that instead of holding it for 20 years and letting it build up, um, you know, this type of stuff. So in this, I think people are now starting or having to be with themselves and, and realizing it wasn't everything outside of me that I needed to change around. It's actually inside of me what I need to change. And, um, and how do I do that? And that's where the work that I do and, and what obviously you do um, is, is um, an opportunity for that. 
And I, and I love that you, you share the humanness of that as well. And it's one of the themes through various people I've spoken to on Aligned and Thriving is that to, to be in alignment or to be aligned 100%, 100% of the time is pretty freaking unlikely. And it's mm. about coming back to your center, coming back to your true home, coming back to your alignment and having the tools that work for you to be able to do that. And it brings me beautifully into Matt. What would a utopic day look like for you so that you're like a day where you really feel like you, you've, you've got your alignment spot on and you're in, a, you're in a calm, clear state? Yeah, well, I like to wake up on my own accord. Um, so if I'm able to, which doesn't mean that I sleep till noon, um, I like to be able to get up early enough so that I have a full day. Um, but, you know, kind of easing myself out of bed and then into a, a little yoga practice and most definitely a sound practice where I, um, I just use my voice to tone into my body and, and release, you know, stress and, and mental chatter. Um, and just really kind of what I do is I, um, with the sound, I actually lay I, I visualize laying um a vibrational path before me in my day and i just imagine and using my voice imagine the sound and the frequency of all the qualities that i want to create in that day ahead of me um uh, talk about um airy fairy woo woo but um i find when i, when I, I rehearse that, my day i just don't sing it to myself so that's it <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's my next layer my neighbors oh, well, would be so pleased. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, who thing. knows? Like I was going to ask, how do your neighbors, neighbors feel about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some understanding neighbors. Um, <laughs> That's so good. They're, they're cool with it. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And you can even just hum it. it I, I find yeah. the, the reason I work with sound in my own voice, especially, is because it's, you know, those vibrations that we create with our voice are actually moving the cells in our body. And, and in that, that's releasing endorphins. And so right there from the get-go, I'm working with my biochemistry, which in essence is my emotional state. And so I can shift that straight away. And then you add on top of that, the capacity that the brain and the nervous system needs to have to create those sounds and then actually receive the sounds and hear those sounds is unlike any other activity that we'll ever do. It's the most stimulating and satiating um, thing we can do for our nervous system. And so in that, I'm working with my mental aspects. So I'm working with my emotions and my thought just by toning with my voice. And then the, the final component, which science really hasn't caught up with, is, um, is, is that it's working on the energetic and, and, and spiritual level as well. And mm -hmm. so for me, I feel like I can relinquish the grasp that the body, the mind, and the emotion has upon me as I'm moving sound through it and open into a relationship with a greater part of me and if i move from that place then i'm able to transcend the limitations of time and space and all the limit limitations of my mind my emotions and the physical constraints that i find myself in and move through my life with inspired action instead of contrived and manipulated action and for me that makes all the difference in the world and how so, cool you've done all that before lunchtime what happens? Well, that's what it. Happens? Oh, this is before breakfast. This is before, this is before breakfast. They're out. Cool. <laughs> you haven't even had coffee yet. This this no, is see, your morning. This is your morning that's boost. It. That's all I need. That's all I need is if I have yeah. that morning boost, then I'm on the right foot. Then I have a nice breakfast. Then I'm off into my day. And it just seems like everything lines up. It's like, you know, people call it the right time. Opportunities present themselves like lights turn green, you know, 
the the crash was five minutes before I got there. It wasn't me, you know, this type of stuff. Yep. So it's um that's it. And all, all yeah. the stuff that happens accidentally that is not an accident because you've started your day right. I'd call it my, the prime real estate of your day is uh, the line you listeners hear me talk about it a lot is how you're setting up the yeah. start of your day can truly determine the rest of your day and also your week, month and the next year if, you, if you've got that regular practice. Um, what happens if you miss it? Do you ever miss it? Oh, 100%. I mean, I've got, um, I've got my kids part-time and they're, they're finally getting out of a stage. I've, I've conditioned them enough to realize don't bother me in that, in that state. But, yeah. you know, they'll interrupt me or, um, you know, late night sound session that I've done online that knocks me for a loop. And then I'm, you know, not up till 10 or something or, um, yeah, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And if, if that happens and actually, to be quite honest, it's, it's like I, I will miss it and then I get busy in my life. And it's like three or four days down the road. I'm like, crap, why is everything so complicated? And, mm -hmm. it, and I'm like, oh, I haven't done my practice in four days. And obviously, so that's what snaps me back in. It's, it's when I start to feel these stressful times and, and these challenges arise. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've, I've missed my, my meditation. And that's what happens. So, yeah, I, I by default... I've conditioned myself to be there as, as much as I can. Well, I've got the luxury too. I mean, this is not why well, I find that it's, it's not a, um, a substitute in any means because being by myself and doing it by myself is, is quite a different experience. But the fact that I work with sound as a, as a career and mm -hmm. guide people through these journeys and experiences, I too get to be immersed in them as well. So um, that's kind of my, underlying excuse of oh i missed my my practice this morning oh, but i did but, it with uh, everyone else I, I did it with everyone else so yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did it with everyone else and for everyone else so that gets bonus marks doesn't it that's right of <laughs> but, course but one of the things that i love is the congruency there of one is yes there's humanness to it and there's and there's duty and responsibilities of if your girls are with you obviously they need looking after um mm. and and they might not be quite on your timeline yet but it's it's also then the congruency of that you're living and breathing what you're teaching other people how yeah, important do you think important. that is? Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> today's day and age, you can have a, a, a really slick Instagram page and, and be considered a, um, a, an expert, right? Yes. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably yeah. a whole nother episode, but it, <laughs> I know, right? But, don't even start either one of us on, on that one, but it, it but yeah. it's true, right? Is, is, is. is, and, and that's one of the, was one of the reasons why I actually wanted to do these interview series is, and to speak to people that I know are living and breathing it. Is mm. they're living and breathing what they're talking about is it's, there is alignment between work, life and play. Are we any of us perfect humans? Fuck no. Um, no. But, but that's what we're here to be is in, we're imperfectly perfect, right? So it's, it's so it's so lovely to hear how that works for you and the simplicity of if you get you the start of your day right, yes, you've got all the sound healing perhaps going on throughout the day, but I can't imagine there's probably days you don't. So if mm. you get your morning right is what else actually comes comes through as such. It's, it's a beautiful piece. So thank you for sharing that. Before we go today, Matt, I need to hear about your top five. I did preempt this with you. Um, what, what's on high rotation at the moment? What sort of music are you listening to when you're not playing it? Yeah, well, um, I thought about that. Um, or, or don't I, you? You just no, play no, your own. The you only is, dance what, what to literally to your own beat. Here's what happened. Oh, I do. I do. I have a, a very short attention span. Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't like um, things like repetition. Like I get bored really fast. Yeah. So um, what I tend to do 
um, I'm so saturated in these, you know, meditative kind of sounds and practices that if anybody plays any spiritual stuff around me, I, I almost want to throw up. So <laughs> that's off the playlist. But what's on yeah. the playlist is, is on the other extreme. Then, like, I like to put a bit of house music on. Yeah, nice. You know, get a solid beat going and just, you know, have something that I can have a rhythm with. And, and so I usually throw in like a hour, hour and a half mix so that I don't have to worry about changing the tracks and picking different songs. So just flows so that's are we, that's are we like. talking old school house like early 90s house are we talking more modern stuff well i uh, or, or more a mixture. modern i think more yeah. modern yeah yeah and just, um, just checking how far back you were throwing it back <laughs> no they'll weave some of the old school stuff in there and uh, yeah nice and uh, are you reading anything at the moment or listening to any books yes yes i um again i'm i'm all over the place with that um i've got a book beside my bed that i've cracked open the last few days on um on uh breath work and and um uh meditation so i'm, I'm reading in that and then um on my audible i've got like four books going one on parenting one on um uh the polyvagal theory so oh, cool the nervous system and um Oh, I can't. Uh, one on finances, like you name it, I, and I just flick between them all. <laughs> so, something, something for each area of your life. I love it. That's right. What have you, what have you done over the last week to de-stress and align? Something different than usual, or are they always the same go-tos for you? Uh, they're fairly. I've got my go-tos. Um, I think uh, nature's a big one, and and where I live, I've been able to. Um, I just get my bike out and just ride around uh, Nervian Lakes here. So um, you're still Northern Beaches, Sydney. Northern aren't you? Beaches, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. I just have to jig and jog through a neighborhood, and then I'm in nature, riding around um, the water. So that for me is a huge um, place to de-stress and align. Very cool. And have you got a favorite quote? I do, and. The, the thing with me, like I've, I love quotes. I actually, I, I inherited this from my dad. He, he would always, you know, start the day with a quote or he'd be you know, spurting out some of his um, personal development stuff all the time. And, um, but for me, I've actually tattooed it on my arm because I, I didn't want to forget it. And it's, it's short. It's a, <laughs> you were the first person that said that. I didn't need to preempt the questions with you at all. <laughs> That's so, gold. It's, it's on my arm because I feel like this, it's, it's six words and um, close your, uh, six words. Yep. And um, I, had, I had to check. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't hear you counting. <laughs> um, see, that's how, that's how forgetful. But it's, um, it, it's, room, it's a Rumi quote in six words. And yeah, I cool. think that in, in these six words, he summarizes the totality of, of life and consciousness. He says, close your eyes, fall in love, stay there. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. uh, any final thoughts to, to leave with our listeners today, Matt? Yes. Many final thoughts. Um, <laughs> you can have uh, a couple. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, look, I, I guess the one thing that's, that comes to mind as you ask that question, there's always, always something there. And I think just, just based on what we've talked about today and, and, and what I really am passionate about in my work is that, um, you know, I, I think that we're, as a, as a humanity, we, we're so um conditioned and and it's just in our nature actually i wouldn't even use the word condition because then that means like somebody else has imposed it upon us I, I i just think it's in our in our nature to find comfort and to um and 
things that we know and, and we, we get into this known, uh, uh, like a, a little comfort bubble of everything that we know. And if we come up to the edge of that and, and push beyond that, we, we freak out because we're so uncomfortable with the unknown. And to the point that I, I think we're seeing it a lot now that if other people try and pull us out of that place of comfort and the things that we, we know, we, we fight them and, and we, mm. we come up against them and we push back. And, and I think that, you know, that really flares up when we, we find ourselves in places of challenge. And, um, and like I said at the beginning, you know, challenge always for me has brought greater opportunity. And if we're so attached to what we know and what is comfortable and we push against anybody or anything that will challenge that, then we're really restricting ourselves to the potential of something new and something maybe even greater. And, uh, and I think that for me in my journey, what I've discovered is the more that I've let go and the more that I've surrendered and, and met myself with a, a place of compassion and, and love and, and acceptance, then that gave me the capacity to meet other people with a place of love and kindness and compassion and, and acceptance. And that opened up so many places of opportunity and growth and, and experiences that I could have never imagined. So I guess I would say to anyone, you know, if you made it this far through the interview, just lighten up. You know, when you find yourself challenged or stressed or take a deep breath in and, and exhale out and, just see if you can be a bit more kind to yourself and each other. I love that, Matt. And I and the the words I often use for that is be gentle with yourself. And I think we're very much on the same page. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you again soon in person. Thank yes. you so much for being on the show today. That's it for this week, Aligned You listeners. Bye for now, and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.